Hi, I'm Tim Tuffo. This is an Orange and Blue Thing podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to a very special Tuesday night edition of an Orange and Blue thing. I'm Brian Ernie. That's Darren Meenan. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday evening. This is weird. Tuesday, special edition. It's going to screw me up because I'm going to think tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> anyway, before we jump into things, if you're watching on Facebook Live, thanks for tuning in. Please hit those share and those like buttons. I see some of you have already done it. That makes me very happy. Um, if you're listening on iTunes and SoundCloud, thanks for downloading the show. Please hit those rate, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Uh, we can't stress how much the uh, ratings really help us on, on the Apple iTunes store, and it gets a lot of eyes on the uh, on the show. So if you can do that, you think we deserve a five-star rating, because I certainly do, uh, <laughs> go ahead and do that for us. Uh, Darren, you're about to take off to Florida. I'm about to stay here and lament my life choices. So uh, there is a rumor that you have not packed one single it's thing. It's not a rumor. You heard Kelly yell down two seconds ago. I know, but if I say it like that, I can. <laughs> it'll come off more. No, it's like, hey, you packed, like, ready to go? I haven't done anything. Nothing. We have a ticket sale in two hours. I haven't packed anything yet. Uh, yeah, Seattle tickets go up at 8 o'clock tonight. I haven't done anything. I've been busy all day. Well, first, let's do a little No, no, toast. let's not cheers yet. We, no. do, we do a voicemail section. Session, section, whatever of the of the uh, podcast here. But little did I know until after watching the replay last year that a drinking game um, ended up breaking out in the comments section. Yes. So I don't know if anyone's drinking right now. We are. Well, we haven't really toasted yet. But um, there was a word of the week last week, and yes. then we got a funny voicemail. So let's play that. Hey, Brian and Darren, this is Shu from Long Island. Just for everybody playing along at home, I want to say, dude, 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 dude. See ya. Oh, so I it. guess we say dude a lot. Yeah, I think you say it a lot, and then I adapt to you. Maybe you just hear me say it, and you say it. So That um, happens all the time. Whoever's watching right now may want to come up with a new word. We won't see the word. Yeah, we won't look. We won't see the word, because we had no idea. I had no idea. That, yeah. You know, we skim the comments quickly, but if, if someone that's drinking wants to just come up with the word of the week in the comments and then maybe each week you guys can just moderate it yourself through the comments. So yeah, do, do it. But anyway, either way, let's uh, raise a glass. Cheers to the week. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Cheers. So we got a lot to talk about tonight. It's a smaller cup this week. It is a much smaller cup. Last it's a week, manageable cup. Yeah. If you watched the episode last week uh, or listened, there was a freaking giant like 64 ounce glass and i filled it more than once so you got like, it from your father too and then and then my grandpa yeah my dad i was there at his house a couple days ago i was like you had 60 something ounces and my, my grandpa goes he's drinking all that beer and da, 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 da. by the way i should tell you this my grandfather went on an epic pace of uh play rant the other day and just like to hear this 79 year old guy just and my grandfather for 79 he he's really like of mind he's 18 but like of like physical and mental presence he's like way younger than that like he's he's like totally like just a guy you'd hang out with so he's like talking about like he's just going on and on and on about how these guys need to stop like 
dicking around in their jock straps, and that's how you could fix it right there. And they're giving up the intentional walking. He's just going full old school on me. I wish I had a record button on my phone. You got to start I doing that. Yeah, like- dude, it was so hilarious. It was so funny. So hi, Pop. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for making my day nice and bright the other day because it was it was classic. I call him like three four times a week just to like shoot the shit. That's awesome. And, I missed uh, that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was. The, cool, um, so. I was listening to Francesca the other day, and he was talking about pace of play and saying if the guys just didn't get out of the box as much, that would yeah. speed things up. But I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's people bitch too much. I mean, about pace of play. If either you love baseball, or you hate it. I don't think anyone's going to say they're giving up on watching baseball because it's a three-hour game. It is what yeah. it is. We're not watching hockey. We're not. We're not watching basketball or football. And um, there's a lot of downtime. That's I was, it. I was watching um, the Cuba and Japan game today. Like. 5.30 in the morning because RJ was up at like 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, ah, oh, at least the World Baseball Classic's on, which I'm rocking, by the way. I'm rocking. Captain little, America. Yeah, Captain America jersey from 2013. You know, that's, that's the last time I was interested in WBC just when because, you know, David Wright, Wright was in yeah. it, you know. And now we have, uh, you know, Ty Kelly's playing. I watched last night a little bit of the Israel game, and him and Ike Davis were in there. So, yeah. like, I like seeing familiar faces. But um, did you see the T-shirts they were wearing afterwards in the press conference? No, no. It said Jew Crew. <laughs> nice. So someone's making money off them. And like, I love it, man. Yeah, the players are rocking them, so that's cool. But They're going to advance Israel. Yeah, like this morning. You know what it is? They, they played a game. Um, it was like 4 in the morning yesterday, yeah, and, and then they, they played at 10 o'clock last night. Yeah. So for them, it was like, you know, day-night day, game, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, day game after night game. But the um, speaking of WBC, I liked Noah's comment this week. Did you see it? Yeah, it was awesome. They said something about, you know, why'd you skip WBC? And I kind of feel the same way. If you're a stud pitcher and so much of your season relies on your arm and being healthy, his comment was, um, no one's ever made the Hall of Fame or won a World Series title because of the WBC. So yeah. he's kind of like poo-pooing on the, on the tournament a little bit. Some guys, you know, like Nelson last week, they, they take a lot of pride in playing. But for as a fan... I like hearing stuff like that. You know, the Mets were so cooperative because obviously the Wilpons are very close to Bud C. League, obviously are, are the former commissioner, and they were very supportive. I think in 2006, almost everybody was gone. I, they they sent players like crazy. Delgado, Beltran, uh, Reyes. Uh, you had Feliciano. You had all these guys go off um, in, in its inaugural year, and David Wright played in 09 and 13. And um, Listen, you know, it is what it is, man. Like you can say all you want. It's good to support the game and it's good to, you need to internationalize the game. And I do agree. You do need to internationalize the game. But at the end of the day, uh, in on November 4th, 2017, no one's going to care who played in the WBC. The only people who are going to care is if, you know, there's a parade going down the Canyon of heroes and Noah Syndergaard's on a float. That's what people are going to care about. No, totally. So, I mean, I love it. I listen, I would love to see him pitch for team USA, but like, I, but not at the sacrifice of the Mets. So no, of course not. Yeah, totally. No, especially I, with I, what happened last year with the arms and everything. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, why, why risk the injury when you, when you need to stay? Especially coming off a year that they had last year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As many guys that were injured on the team, the last thing you want is Noah's throwing X amount of extra innings in the WBC to yeah. support or play for the for his country, and then end up you know having bad implications on his Mets his Mets season. That's what matters, you know what I mean? That being said, I'm surprised that so many people are down on the WBC because like the Mets don't have I mean they have Reyes there, right? And they have um Ty, Ty Kelly. Kelly and there are a couple other guys. Familia's there. Robles. Which for me I'm glad Familia's there because 
He's getting some work in. Yeah, exactly. Because you know he's probably going to be suspended the first month of the season. Which but... I think it's nuts. They haven't had, like there should be something like when pitchers report, you have to know by then. I think it so is. So we can prepare. It. I, we we have never talked about this. I think it is a joke. I mean, that is a joke. First of all, he's representing Major League Baseball in the showcase event. I know Kim Jones was talking about this, and I really admired her position on this uh, on the fan a couple weeks ago. How can you have a guy in a showcase Major League Baseball event and then suspend him? That's, that's garbage. Right, what, right. what sense does that make? So how are you going to let him play for the Dominican Republic and represent Major League Baseball like that and then suspend him? I just think it's crazy. Can I say something else? Like, I know sliding scales. No, you can't. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I want to preface this by saying that it might be a little bit controversial, but, like, I know the sliding scale might not work with domestic violence, and I get how serious a thing it is. Um, I think that everybody's just kind of like – I think the Familia incident is more bizarre than any other d- domestic incident we've come across in the last two, three years or whatever since the Ray Rice thing. And we've had this public awakening um, because I don't really know – I don't think anybody knows what happens besi- what happened besides Jerry Easton and his wife. So I don't really know what the deal is there, and I can't imagine that investigation is going to turn up much. But people like – likening it to Eraldis Chapman. Eraldis Chapman fired a firearm like eight <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah, right. I'm like I mean, I I, I don't see how the two situations you know is? are comparable. As far as fans are concerned, I feel like they just care about results. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, they do. I mean that's I mean that's the that's the which is ethical sad. which is sad. Hard. Which is totally sad. You know, I'm not I'm not right. saying let's look the other way. I mean, that's the last thing I'm saying. You know, no. it's it's very serious. But we do to a certain extent. But no, we do. And and you know which is which is a shame. And I'm guilty of it. You are like a lot of people yeah, are. You no, know what I'm, I, mean? I definitely am. And we have friends of ours who still won't cheer for Rays, which is fine. That's their prerogative. That's fine. Dude, I, I wore a Jason Kidd jersey after that. I, I cheered Stone Cold Steve Austin after his thing. I cheered for Jose Reyes. And, like, listen, I'm glad that Jose Reyes is doing the right thing and educating guys and all that stuff. I'll cheer for Jerry Smith. I fully admit he's one of my favorite players. I love the guy. I, you, you say all the time, like, I still see you like his Instagram stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do because, I mean, I've interacted with him personally. He's just, he seems like such a nice person. You never know what goes on behind, behind closed, closed doors. doors. Right, right. But, I mean, it's just strange. I just think it's funny that like Chrissy Ackert's been all over this stuff and she's been saying, well, you know, they're going to use the Chapman thing for, for a model. I just don't – I guess I just don't understand right, right. why those two situations would be comparable in the length of suspension. But either way, I totally agree with your point that I think it's 100 percent lunacy that they don't know what the deal is yet. Right, right, right. And just to touch on international for a second – um, I think that it was it, it came out in the news a while ago, maybe like right after last season, that the Mets might potentially play in London yeah. uh, in 2018. But I guess it might be 2019 now. Mm-hmm. But if and when that happens, we absolutely have to go. I'm there. And like that atmosphere of cheering, you know, soccer style atmosphere yeah. of cheering is kind of like what we're, what we're doing out there. Yeah. And uh, shout to like City Field Che guys. They, they've been doing it like that for years. Yeah, they you know have what I mean? So um, like that style of cheering and just going nuts and thunder sticks and cheering and chanting and standing like we in the playoffs a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, playoffs World Series. I didn't sit. It didn't matter if I had a seat. I didn't no, sit the whole either. time. So like, unless if you're able-bodied, people just stood the whole freaking time, and yeah. that's fun. You know what I mean? Even if you're not able-bodied, like shout right. out to my dad who like was on opening day was suffering from an ailment of the nether worlds and stood up the whole time. Anyway. There you go. Anyway, yeah. So, so I mean, so so uh, yeah. So I'm I mean, excited dude, for that. We're going. Got to do it. We're going. No, have think, you ever been to London? Yeah, I you did. have. Okay, I yeah. was in I was in London when the Mets clinched in 2006. Oh right, we it. talked about that. Right, yeah, we I turned on that. my T-Mobile sidekick and probably had to pay like fifty dollars in roaming charges. <laughs> I was there the next year in 2007. My then girlfriend was doing a study abroad. It was. Uh, 
I was glad that I got to London. Yeah, I ate way too many fish and chips. I was there, and yeah. it's like you know we were cheap. We were we were like poor BMX kids on a trip in London, and we had like X amount to spend per day. It was not a lot, so we were basically eating like fish and chips everywhere we went. But uh, whatever. Moving right along here. We're going to get to our posts and follows and all that good stuff of the week. Yeah. And again, if you're watching on Facebook, thanks for tuning in. We, uh, I don't know what the word is of the night, but we're going to be drinking some beers. We, I, we don't want to know. I don't, we might I don't. Say it. So we have a word of the night. We don't know what it is. And every time you hear it, you guys should just uh, do a virtual social no matter where you're watching. I know we have listeners and viewers in 27 countries, yeah, which is crazy. Well, we talked about we'll that. We'll get to that in a we're little gonna bit. We're going to get that. Yeah, we're going to um, get to that. Yeah, so uh, here's Brian's post of the week. Yeah. So, um, Okay. So this is your tweet, um, which I, I tweeted, I retweeted this, I quote tweeted and said, I can see this only going horribly awry. <laughs> if you're listening later on, Darren has purchased two of these like slip and slide baseball games. Looks like it reminds me of Crocodile Mile, which I begged my parents for. It says on the boxes for like five year olds, but I was sitting in in traffic. It takes me a while to get to work. Yeah, you know, we live in Suffolk. My yeah, my, my warehouse is in New Hyde Park. Sometimes I'm in the car for like an hour and a half and I'm thinking like, hey, what can we do to spruce up a little bit of extra activities in Florida? So this um, will spruce it up. You know, uh Brian Brian picked this as the tweet of the week and you know, I guess post of the week. But anyway, so yeah, it's a couple slip and slides and it comes with an inflatable bat and ball and it like a T ball set. You don't see this going wrong? No, I think it's going to be great, great content for the show. I'm going to definitely have my... Yeah. It'll definitely be great content for the show. going to be filming all thing. I mean, Big Mike's going to be rolling down the thing. Oh, my and, goodness. Um, this isn't for in the ballpark. We obviously can't be doing slip and slides on the berm, but we're going to set this up somewhere near our, our hotel on Thursday or Friday and invite everyone to come down. So, Mike, Big Mike, you better be making slip and slides great again. That's yeah, you're, you're the... So. Obviously, you and I, we both have babies. We wake up so freaking early. So whenever I write something or tweet something like super early, I know there's only a select certain people that are going to see it like yeah. Corinne Corinne works like super late and she's up till like five six in the morning because she bartends until like whatever so yeah. she's still up from work we're just getting up we're to start our days up, yeah. so it's like you and Corinne and whoever like the the early birds start replying to stuff like this so yeah the slip and slides are going to be a fun time down there it is going to be a sight to behold so, I only wish that I could see this in person so either follow the seven line account or my my Twitter which is on the bottom of the screen here Darren Jamie and actually it's on the main page but Darren Jamie and Darren Meenan's already taken. It's an Irish soccer player in Ireland. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's why I had to, that's why I had to throw the J in there. It wasn't a shout out to uh, Trump or anything, but um, <laughs> yeah. So that's my that's his post of the week, and uh, it should be a good time. Like, what do you picture happening? I could foresee some kind of some scrapes, some uh, some major major abrasions. Have you ever seen? Um, Becca's track record of just, you know, drunken accidents. She busted her face like, up. Like white girl wasted kind of stuff. Yeah, pretty much. You know, the, the oh, I have scraped knees from whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, so I can, we'll see. I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be a, a shit show. And I can't wait. I, I, I'm going to enjoy every single minute of it because I am not going to be hungover with like my whole stomach cut up <laughs> and I'm just going to laugh and laugh and laugh, but I'll be probably doing it next year. So yeah, you got to get down there. So make sure there are a good set of like organized rules for when I get down there next year, dude, when we got our wiffle ball game up at Amagang brewery, when we were up there for Cooperstown, yeah. you can't really make rules in this type of thing. So we're going to probably, there's two, I got two of them. So there'll be like two dueling slip and slides. We'll set something up. We'll make some right. kind of funky rules. Before right, but right. Uh, Moving along to some sadder news. Unfortunately, it came out in the news this week that Ed Cranepole needs a kidney, and uh, he's been battling diabetes for quite some time. He he had an infection in one, in his big toe. I don't know what foot it was. I think his left had the toe amputated, and now he's on a waiting list for a kidney. Mm -hmm. 
So I met Ed a couple of years ago when uh, the Mets were on their way to the, the World Series. He stopped into the warehouse, actually, and surprisingly, like out of, out of the blue. Yeah. And he's been rocking our sweatshirts and stuff. And he's like, you know, super, super chill, super nice guy. And, you know, not just because I met him is why we're talking about this. Obviously, that's the last thing that I want to, you know, um, portray. Like, we only care because he's cool with us. But honestly, great Met. You know, his yeah, career think... started like 18 years old. Well, yeah, that's what I think we should we should educate some younger fans yeah. if they're not familiar with Ed because Ed was a si original 62 Met. He won the 1969 World Series with the Mets. Up until David Wright broke his records, uh, he had the all-time um, hits record, games played, runs scored. I mean, this was the guy, you know, he got drafted, like Darren said, when he was 18 and, and went right to the big club, um, was in that first base platoon with Don Clendenin with, in 1969. So um, I, too, have met Ed. I was really fortunate that um, – his wife, Monica, worked for Daniel Gale, um, or still works, I believe, for Daniel Gale. And my, my grandmother and my mother worked for that company for a long time. So when we were 15, I actually got to go out to dinner with him and his wife. And I know you're about to say about the 69 championship ring. Which yeah. he, might, he said he's going to be selling to pay for his health care costs. And uh, I, I got to try that ring on um, when I was 15 years old, which was one of the biggest thrills of my life. And um you know, it's such a shame because Ed's Ed's an incredible person. He seems to be taking this really well. I mean, I've read yeah. a lot of interviews with him, and he's almost kind of saying, you know, it is what it is. This is the cards I've been dealt, and unfortunately, I got to deal with it. But um, to hear that he has to potentially sell his ring from '69, I'm sure that means a lot to him and his family, and you know, you know, uh, all that. I think it's it can go from upwards of a fifty to a hundred grand, and obviously, that goes a long way when you're thinking of the the extreme costs that are gonna. Um, be incurred after a surgery like that but sure. um i know some fans I, you know what it is with the whole i don't want to plug it because i'm not exactly sure where it's going or who's organizing it but i saw a few things out there with um what is it not kickstarter uh GoFundMe. yeah like gofundmes and stuff mm -hmm. but there's like more than one so i think that everyone out there that has a gofundme i think they should collaborate together yeah consolidate and then uh definitely make sure that you contact the family and, and make sure the ha the money's going into the right hands. So I don't want to plug anything that I'm not exactly sure where it's going, but there are some out there, but um, I'm sure there are ways you can help Ed. Yeah, totally. There's, there is something here that we saw in one of the um, posts about it. The Stony Brook hospital, there is a phone number to call. If you think you might be a potential, uh, a potential match, he's an AB blood, which I think is a pretty popular, yeah, very common, blood uh, type, yeah. very common blood type. So the phone number for that is six, three, one, Four 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 two two zero nine. So if you want to get involved, maybe you're you're willing to help out and think that you might be able to to donate a kidney. I mean, that's a lot to ask. But I think in a lot of the articles I saw, um, Ed was saying that uh, you know he's done a tremendous work, a tr tremendous amount of charity work in his lifetime, and maybe there is some you know pay it forward aspect to to this whole unfortunate scenario i hope so i hope so because like i said he's he's a tremendous person tremendous uh he also gave me a, a nice interview from mets blog back when i was just starting out with mets blog and that helped me out a lot so i mean ed's always been the kind of guy who's who's willing to lend a hand and and i hope that if anybody can and uh, it can help him out and is willing to that they'll that they'll be able to do so. So uh, our best wishes to Eddie Cranepool and um, we, we you know, we hope we wish you the best and, and uh, we hope that uh, you get well soon. Yeah. And, and you know what? I guess there's, you know, a positive or negative. I, I really don't know. But as, as far as the blood type is concerned, but mm. um, whatever it is, if you're looking to help, definitely call Stony Brook and um, I'm sure they'll be happy to hear from you.
So the follows of the week are are a fun aspect to the show. We started, you know, episode two, episode three. We're on episode eleven already, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, and this is our first time ever doing two episodes in one week. You know, in the in the yeah. span of one week. But um, a new account popped up this week, and Brian picked it as his follow. Yeah, I mean, how could this not be right? I mean, uh, Gary, Keith, and Ron have started their own Instagram account. For anybody who's been watching the telecast lately. You know that uh, this is as legit as it gets because if you're watching on Facebook Live, you can see this most second most recent picture is a selfie Keith took with Gary Apple on air, and then it was posted. So, uh, so you know this is this is the real deal. Uh, it's at Gary Keith Ron, right? Yeah, Gary, Gary Keith Ron on Instagram. And I'm glad that I'm not the only one. I mean, it's I know you're a little farther from the screen here, but last week and I had my spelling mix up here, but. Um, you know what some people were saying, you know, uh, they were they, they hope there's so much potential for this account. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Everyone loves loves the booth, best booth in baseball in my mind. Um, but I think, you know, right off the bat, I think the second photo might be Ron's Ron's new child, new baby. Grand, grandson, right? Oh, I don't know. Grandson. I know he had a kid a couple of years ago. Did he? Yeah. Ron Darling had a baby like two years ago. Oh, and really? Wow, he was okay. on with Boomer and Carton. And they were like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, I'm so scared to be home alone and changing diapers. Oh, my gosh. I, I didn't even know that. So maybe it is his son. Yeah. I don't know. But the second photo, you and Gary Apple, I mean, it's it's kind of like it's Gary, Keith, and Ron. I mean, I, I think that yeah. you know people were writing like, not my Gary and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I think it was Julia. She's like, I didn't follow this account to get photos of Gary Apple. You know, no offense to Gary Apple. No but, offense. We love um, Gary Apple. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential, and I just hope that they – Grab the bull by the horns and really make this account awesome. So, yeah, this is on Instagram. I don't know if you said Instagram or, or yep. whatever, but Instagram. And obviously, it's going to be heavily linked through SNY. I'm sure SNY will, will bump them up a little bit and, and talk about it on the broadcast. So they only have four photos so far and a little under 13,000 followers. But it's Gary, Keith, Ron. And um, I definitely think that it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, like kind of it might be up there with like follow we follow Lucas Dewey. Yeah, you know I think what I, mean? I think at some point it's going to be the Keith Hernandez Instagram account because you know <laughs> that if I know Gary and Ronnie, I know that they're going to be making Keith front and center on this thing. So yeah, I mean, how could you not? Oh, I mean, uh, you would have to. You'd have to. It'd be good fundies. It'd be bad fundies not to. I think it's like, you know what it is? Like, it's tough. People, I think on episode one, you're like, who do you like better, Gary or Howie? And it's like, it's, it's, it's just a, it was just Sophie's choice kind I of I know, thing. but it's like almost an impossible question. You it know is what I mean? an impossible like, question. In the, in the booth, Gary, Keith, and Ron, and then obviously you have Wayne, who's going to be checking in soon. Yeah, I think, tomorrow. I think tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Wayne Randazzo's filling in for uh, Gary Cohen. He's, mm -hmm. I think Wayne's going to be doing play-by-play, -play, but... Um, the booth is awesome, and I think each guy brings such an awesome element to the broadcast that um, they're all different. You know what I mean? Ron for his his knowledge of the game and pitching and this and that. Keith for his just pure humor, and Gary just because he's awesome at play-by-play. -play. So Gary is one of – could we talk a lot about how great Howie is? Gary is, I think, one of the premier broadcasters in He's sports. making the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, he, you know, the Ford Frick Award, I think he was nominated – Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, this is, uh, this is, I mean, one of the greats, uh, he, you know, studied obviously under Bob Murphy and, um, anytime you can do that, you're getting a master class in broadcasting. So, and he's a lifelong Mets fan. You know, that's, that's what I love about the booth that we have. Obviously the players who played here and you get a different perspective from, I love Keith's perspective as a guy who didn't want to come to the Mets and then kind of fell in love with the city. Um, and I, I love, but I love the fact that it's anchored. Even Josh too. Josh the Mets was grew up a Mets fan too. But I love it's anchor anchored by these so guys. Howie. Yeah. Howie, by Howie Josh, and Gary, right? All these guys. Keep Kevin Burkhart. You know, yep. I don't know about Gelbs, but like these guys that they're hiring. Um well, Gelbs to, is I, a local guy. I totally jumped I know, in on you there, but yeah. like 
Um, yeah, I mean, think I think it's great for the for the broadcast when they hire guys who have knowledge and they've lived through the ups and downs and the pains of being a Mets fan from since birth. You know, a lot of people that like the team um, were born into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's the kind of thing where, like, when you're when you're watching the broadcast and you know that they're one of us, sure, it's easier to relate. You know, and you just can't beat Howie and, and Gary. I mean, I hope it, we don't have to see the day anytime soon where these guys, you know, walk away from the, from from the job. You know nah, I, mean? I think I think those guys will be go into the Mets hall, the, you know, we'll have he's to loving find, it right now. You we'll know, he's got the extra somebody. free time. He's not doing oh, the hockey yeah, games he anymore. De- he definitely does. He definitely does. He's loving uh, his little quasi Del Boca Vista. <laughs> I love it. Did you see I invited them to the bowling thing on Friday night? I did, I did. Yeah, and I saw that Madge and uh Josh have other signs. Yeah, and then right? Madge wrote back if uh if if Howie was to show up, make sure you have a Yoohoo and Slim Jim for him. So it, I guess that's his like little vice. Howie, little if snack. you ever want to come over to the house and, and, and hang out, I will have as many Yoohoos and <laughs> Slim Jims as you need. Yeah, totally. So um moving along to my father week. It is Teresa, the Mets chef. The Mets cook, the Mets chef. I don't know what the right word is, but... Quite good one, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never had her food, but we've yeah. never been invited in. I, I have. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe down in Spring Train, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So Teresa Amazing. posts some awesome photos on Instagram. Uh, like we were talking about uh, Ricky Bonas a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. She has access that a lot of people don't. And you're not really supposed to take photos in the locker room, but I guess like that's out the window for, for this. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Teresa is the – her uh, Instagram handle is Bumbalina. I'll try not to screw this one up. B-U-M-B-L-E-L-I-N-A, and then the number one. And you know what? I, I, maybe I'm dyslexic or something like that. I'm reading the screen. <laughs> maybe I'm learning this at 36. But That's okay. Yeah, Bumbalina one. Her name is Teresa, and her mom also works in the kitchen with her. I don't yep. know who got the job first, but they work together, and it seems like they're having a great time. So yeah. they have a great connection with the players, and obviously the, the way to a man's heart is usually through his stomach, and she became you know, obviously great friends with these guys. She travels down to spring training to cook for them there, and obviously every day it's at City Field. So um, I think it's cool to see, like, a different side of the players, like digging into food or holding a nice, nice omelet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, did you? Um, I th- we talked about this on a previous episode, but I heard Howie do an interview on um, WOR with I think Pete McCarthy, and he said in the wake of the Cespedes signing, and he said that Teresa is very instrumental in creating a homey environment for the Latino players, so much so that it was one of the things that really made Yoenis feel like home as a Met. So, I mean, you think about that, it's kind of crazy to think that maybe Yoannis Cespedes in part stayed because (laughs) of the the cooking. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, but it's funny because it does play a role. These guys spend so much time with each other and so much time in the clubhouse that, sure, why not? If I can only get whatever, I don't don't know what they like or I know Cespedes likes You can get whatever you want. Certain shaped waffles or whatever. Yeah, I think that they basically give her a list and she just loads up the car and goes to the supermarket. Remember the story last year when – they had to go to the go get a meal yeah. run or whatever, and Yoannis for, for gave, the waffle iron and gave her his car. Yeah, like, yeah he, she drove it. like one of his like crazy cars. Was it he wanted he wanted circular waffles? Not not I don't know. Not, yeah, it was like he wanted circular and Did not square. Did you see the square. photo that she put up of um, him cooking? Like he took yeah, over, and yeah, she's yeah. like, "What what can he do?" So I, I got some examples here just to uh, show you what we're talking about. If you're listening afterwards, this is uh, this is a live show on Facebook. Right. So if you're listening on iTunes, thank you for downloading or SoundCloud or wherever you're listening to us from. But we do this live. Um, 
on Facebook once a week. Usually it's Thursday nights. This week it's Tuesday just because of the uh, spring training trip. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. So I've got some examples here. Um, you know, just, just cool to see guys like out of their element. There's <laughs> Matt's digging in at the uh, buffet. That's all the guys right there from when they were blonde bombshells last year. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Bartolo hitting the salad and, <laughs> and uh, Noah getting a nice, I think that was a bison omelet. So she's always posting photos of what these guys are eating and what, and you know, behind the scenes stuff. I like seeing that. Yeah, it's I, cool. I, I like to see behind the curtain. And, you know, remember the story I told you, uh, I think it was episode one or episode two, we were talking about memorabilia and, um, I got the ball signed by the players. Yeah, that's I said her, thanks for the right? swag. Yeah. She came up to the seats and, and handed it to me during the game. So that's awesome. um, that was my first time ever actually meeting her. And then recently, last year, I was dropping off an order to City Field for the kiosk, and she saw me. Like she was walking through the alley, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the tunnels in the, in the stadium, and she's like, oh, "I need to get that Cespedes shirt for my dad, like the La Potencia yeah. with, the, with the Cuban flag." Mm-hmm. So I guess they have Cuban roots. But cool. um, yeah, dude, really cool. And you know, I keep like. I don't think I'll ever get invited to eat inside, but I always like hint like when she write when she posts like a, a, a tray of steak. I'm like, man, it looks good. You know, let me know. I'll come in. I'll taste test. Yeah, right. Um, we should have an orange and blue uh, cooking show. Well, we can always that. invite her somewhere if we ever do, you know, some type of outing where we need a chef. I mean, not to uh, you know kick Kylie out because I know Kylie's also up there. She's an award winning chef. Mm-hmm. Ky- shout out to Kylie. Mm-hmm. Did you see her photo she posted today? Yeah. Um, I guess it was her goal to lose 30 pounds before spring training, Mm -hmm. which is tomorrow. Well, a lot of us are flying out tomorrow and she crushed that 30 Mm -hmm. plus drop force, um, four dress sizes and she's killing it. She is killing it. I I talked to her at QBC and told her how great she looks and I'm like, I'm all for people bettering themselves and working hard and she's, she's pulling two a days in the gym and just kind of going crazy. I always tell her, make sure, you know, you're easy with the weight and, you know, get good form because I, I really believe in that. I'm an old school worker outer. Um, I believe in, in. He hasn't gone in two weeks, so that's why he's drinking light beer. I, I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, because my parents moved back and I've been working on their condo, getting it ready for them. So <laughs> I need to. I, tomorrow I uh, get back to my, my holy land there. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, good for her. She's just crushing it. And uh, you know, we love her and Mike, man. They're so much fun. Um I know they spent Christmas over here with you. They did, but you know what I'm thinking about as I'm refilling my what? beer? What? I still haven't packed. I probably shouldn't be drinking this much. Right. And I have to leave at like 6 in the morning tomorrow. Sure. And our Seattle tickets go up in an hour and a half. But here's the thing. i got to work tonight, man. Yeah, but but but, <laughs> but here's the thing. It's the show, man. Like, I know. It's part of the show. I mean, it's not part of the show. Like, we're not drinking for, for the cameras. We're drinking because the taste freaking awesome. And because and we're hanging and out. we're having and, a good time in the basement, yeah, you know? Yeah, you know, it's what it is. It, sometimes you just got to – listen, i got to go to work tomorrow. No, I hear you. I mean, I, you know what it is? Like, I got to go to work tomorrow. When we gave Lizzie, you, you're going to be on. You're I'm always, always working, dude. D- yeah, that's true. That's working. true. You always, so you're I was always saying on the ground. To, uh, you know, Kelly knows. Last night I worked until like 10 on the show. We get up at 5 in the morning. I'm, I'm, I'm instantly working in the morning, yeah. and I work all day. I'm not complaining. It's, I still don't feel like I have a job, but it's definitely work. You yeah. know, I got to get shit sure. done. But, but you're, going was, on, you're going on vacation-ish. Kind of. We have an outing Friday night at the bowling alley. i got to make sure that goes smooth. Then we yeah. have, also have an open bar for everyone. So, yes. Uh, and then Saturday we have the outing. Thursday we got this wiffle ball freaking drink fest. Um, and you know what? As I sit here and I am going to freeze my ass off this weekend. What? Tell me. Guess what? Is it going to be more stuff that's going to make me jealous that I'm not going to? No, not you. It's going to make Indart jealous. The general Uh, is finally missing an outing. Yeah, because his friend is a... His friend is having a birthday. Yeah. So listen to this. Andrew Indart. For sure. 
the general, he has never missed an official army outing, the seven-line army outing. Mm-hmm. He missed Cyclones game a couple years ago, but we'll, we'll give that to we him. We give him a pass on and that. And that's where I'm playing. It was yeah. a Cyclones game, whatever. He's never missed an outing from day one in 2012 until the wild card game last year. So spring training schedule comes out. We couldn't do the first weekend. We decided to put a poll out there on, on the seven-line Twitter, like, hey, when do fans want to go down to spring training? Um, opening day ended up landing on Keith's, Keith's uh, bachelor party day. Yep. And also, the reason why we chose this coming weekend is because there's four games in a row instead of three. Lands on a weekend, and it's against the Nationals. Like, it just seemed to work out. Plus, when, when the, this, this bulk of the season – for spring training season, whatever it is, more of the starters play for longer in the game. You right. get more of like a, a real home game atmosphere. So yeah. um, there was a lot of factors into it. So anyway, Andrew decided to go on opening day instead of the outing this week. And so he's missing his first outing. And you know what the reason is? I do. Yeah. Cause the birthday party, his friend is having a birthday. Yeah. Are you serious? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> what was the last birthday you got really charged up about as a grown man? I haven't been excited about my birthday, like, ever. I think, I think the dudes in the comment section need to chime in on this because I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not a big birthday guy. My wife threw me a kick-ass 30th birthday. I will say that. She threw me a WWE-themed birthday party for my 30th birthday, like an old-school kind of, like, Straight up college house party at our house, and it was like everybody had to come dressed as a wrestler. There you go. It was it was really cool. It was really really cool. I told her what I wanted, and she's like, "I'll do that. That sounds great." <laughs> and uh, and yeah. So anyway, I like this um, comment. Someone said, "Is his friend turning 10? <laughs> yes, exactly. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I mean, come on. So you know what it was like yesterday? Uh, not to just shit on Andrew this whole time, but yesterday on, eh, on... fuck him. He gets enough <laughs> praise. He's fine. On Twitter yesterday, I wrote like. Hey, um, no, actually, I texted him. I was like, hey, when's your flight? He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I saved you a ticket, so you better be showing up. And he said he's not, he's not making it. So um, I know he's going to be kicking himself when he watches the game on Saturday. He sees a thousand of us rolling down the berm. I mean, up. I'm going to be kicking myself, and I have like no, a you, legitimate excuse. You got a baby. You got to right. be home. You right. got a wife. Exactly. You got responsibilities. Yeah. You know, not saying that his relationship with Amanda is not important, but, you know, they went down together, well, Amanda, which is great. Amanda would have would have gone. She would have loved to go. Yeah, yeah but he had, to, he had a birthday party to go to, so now he's not going. Well, play <laughs> Pin the Tail on the Donkey really, really well, Andrew. We wish you all the best. We hope that whatever wish comes true for the birthday boy. <laughs> but this is weak-ass shit. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get to our clip of the week. Sorry to shit on Andrew. But listen, Andrew, if you, still can, you could still change your mind. I still saved you a ticket. I got you a T-shirt. I'm leaving tomorrow. Even if you have to drive, you can get there by Saturday. So you can. No one cares about birthday parties, especially guys. And, uh, dude, just make it happen. All right. Make, make it happen. Clip of the week. General. <laughs> Come on now. Sit him down. Throw the heat. From the old school. Can a corn. Can a corn. To the next generation. <laughs> Fans of all ages gather at Tradition Field on opening day. Well, I was born in Brooklyn, so I had the Brooklyn Dodgers. And then we uh, got married and we started having kids. We went to Long Island, and then I had the, uh, the Big Meds. It was about an hour's drive. And then uh, I said to my husband one day, you know what? I want to go to spring training. He says, what are you, crazy? We got no money. I said, we got charge cards. Let's go. <laughs> and that was in 1981, and I've been coming ever since. Make nice to that picture. Sound good thing. 83-year-old Pat Lowe's love of the Mets and sunny Florida. Yeah, baby. Woo-hoo! 
brought her to Port St. Lucie. As soon as I could get my social security, my pension check, I said, let's get the heck out of here and go down south. And she hasn't missed an opening day or an opportunity to support her team yet. I have two tattoos. One is New York, and I don't know what, I don't even know what this one is anymore. But, uh, yeah, four sons, no tattoos, and Mama has two. <laughs> All my kids are uh, Met fans, except one boy, uh, Kevin. He's a, a Yankee fan, but we love him anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Season after season, she's only had to make a few minor adjustments to her game. Well, considering I'm getting up in years, I'm just so happy that I could make it. I'm sitting up here now, no more first row. I can't do the stairs, so I'm happy, very happy. I'm a good fan. So shout out to Pat. I haven't seen her in a couple of years. I hope I hope everything's all right for her. Um, thanks to uh, what was it? I should have wrote it down. But the it was a local Port St. Lucie news channel. And if you want to watch the full <laughs> yeah, clip, I was I was giving you a hard time when you sent it to me the other day because it was like I'm like what's with the BBC America voiceover? Yeah, she sounded like she was reporting well, local news channel like live from a war zone in Iraq. It's like and then there are the news school. <laughs> but you know what? This is my seventh. Tomorrow will be my seventh spring training trip. The first one was 2012. I actually drove um, with all my crap, and I, I spent a couple weeks down there. But I met Pat my first year down there. And um, super nice lady. She has roots to Long Island. I think she said that in the video. We couldn't hear it in our, in our headphones here. But there's a, a place that I love up the street. It's called Reese's. It's in Patchogue. And I think her family has something to do with Reese's. And I just I, – I don't know what it is, but, like, I, I feel like um, – I connect with older fans and, you know, old nice ladies. I have, a, I, have a, I have a sweet spot in my heart for them. But I shot this photo of her, and it was actually – I made a video. This was from 2013. I made a video after that trip, and I did a little voiceover about how this was actually my favorite photo of spring training. It just shows the passion in her face, and she brings a cowbell. She has a million pins in her hat. And uh, I just really had a, a really fun time talking to her, you know. And she is a fun lady. I've seen her at, yeah. at Portsmouth. So, before. like, yeah. I mean, the photo. I mean, it's just it's not of a game. It's not of the ballpark. It's not of a player or anything. It just shows um, a nice old lady cheering on her team. And and what what can you say about you know what's better than that? I love that she has Mets tattoos, and then she just like kind of forgot what they even. Yeah, said. she's like, I have a Mets tattoo on the back, but I I can't see it, so I have no idea what it is. But the um. By the way, Alex Burnett says, Darren, we want to buy you a drink. Wife is from Southold, way out east. Alex, what about me, man? <laughs> I want to buy Darren just a drink. Come on, bro. Yeah, you know who? The only person that buys drinks that we know of is this guy Bauer. Dude, Bauer bought me like twelve shots last night. It was it was excessive, Bauer. I I don't know why. Why you did it? Dude, you should have seen. Um, there were these business cards that I saw were ending up in packages. Yeah, the seven line packages. It said like free shot on Bauer. So I mean, listen, it's like the golden ticket. You start ordering stuff on the sevenline.com. You get a package in the mail, and it says here's a free shot. And you just got to find this guy Bauer. The guy's got deep pockets. It is what it is. I mean, he he's a uh, philanthropic kind. A guy he wants to spread the love so you know we we love power <laughs> yeah totally so we're gonna jump over to our our um our voicemails of the week on a voice memos voicemails whatever you want to call it but before we do that we have some uh product news coming up soon and we also have our seattle tickets going up at eight o'clock so if you can do us a favor if you like if you like what you're watching press press like and if you want to share this onto your timeline let your friends know that what you're watching right now maybe get some more eyeballs on the show um like we said a couple episodes the the more popular the show gets the the better the guests will get 
we look a little bit more credible. We can just bring more uh, exciting aspects to the show into the fold. But before we get to the voice memos, did you see I posted about the Bachelorette, the Seven Line Army Bachelorette? I did. I did. I'm very excited think? about this. I think it's, I, I think dude, it's a good should, idea. We should absolutely do it. We were talking about how the section is is essentially like a dating, you know, like Darren and with, I got together through it. It's, yeah, it's good. <laughs> sitting with the group. Not only is it fun for to watch the games and meet new friends or whatever, but a lot of relationships have spawned out of the section. Tara and Richie are have a child on the way. Yep. Kylie and Mike met. They're married. There's a lot of love connections in the section. So I figured for the show, why don't we tr- have a bachelorette style? episode one week we do the show live somewhere that's not my basement yeah we make you don't sure. want just random girls coming to your basement <laughs> no I'm random girls and guys coming to the basement to try to hook up but um yeah what we're gonna do is i don't know where we're gonna do it yet but obviously we need a bigger set we need more cameras and need more microphones and all that but i think what we're basically gonna do is have um people submit um their photo a little bit about themselves they can email us at info at orange and blue mm-hmm. and just tell us you want to be a contestant so basically we're going to pick one girl and three guys, yep. but we're not going to announce who the girl is or who the guy is until the show happens. Sorry, I just burped. You don't have to tell people that it's if right. you're masking it, it's fine. <laughs> so and like, gonna... and and I would say, and I would say, be like, kind of wanting to find somebody. Yeah, I mean, don't just do it because you want to be on the show. Yeah, and, you like, know, make a joke out of it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, what we're going to basically do is sit three guys down and sit a girl down behind a, behind a curtain, ask them some funny questions, and and then the girl will pick the guy that she thinks she's most compatible with, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to give them two free tickets to a future Seven Line Army game, and then we're going to film the whole thing and use it as clip of the week in in a in a future episode. Not the whole thing. Like if you guys go home together, you we won't yeah film yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit there, and you know, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I got to watch the game, but right. um, I think it's just going to be a fun aspect, something cool and. Who knows? Maybe they'll they'll it'll maybe they'll get married. You never know. <laughs> you do never know. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But let's get to some voicemails here. We're gonna start it right off with. I don't want to call it the 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 orange and blue thing whack pack because I don't think this guy's whack. But we have a a, a regular voicemail yes. caller now. Yes, we do. I don't know if we want to call it caller, but we have a guy who's been calling or sending us voicemails every week. Last week he sent like six. He's persistent. Yeah. And here he goes. Here's this week's question from our friend Rally Man. Rally Man. Greetings, Darren, Brian, Seven Liners, and all Met fans. This is Rally Man of Section 515. Thought you guys might like that. Uh, what is worse, guys? Asshole Yankee fans, where they got a, you know, 27 rings, Castillo drop fly, 2000 World Series, any Yankee triumph and Met failure, they just want to rub in your face, or just miserable, just absolutely miserable Met fans, where like, they won't be satisfied or happy until the trophy is in their hands. That's the only time. But the road to that trophy is is just, it's, it's, oh, we suck and all this, and it's not even worth watching. What's worse, guys? Rally Man out. You can tell Rally Man definitely has Twitter because when he's talking about negative Mets fans, I mean, that's where you yeah. can find them. But... Well, not necessarily. I think that you find them in the section, right? Like in, in Negative the fans in our section? No, no, no. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. yeah, I'm not saying. You, know, you, got, you talked about Richie before. Richie's like ready to run David Wright like right back to Virginia. <laughs> like, uh, this guy should be. He's, uh, uh. Like, so, I mean, yeah, I think I do think a lot of Mets fans are like that. You know, Nelson was talking about it last week. Nelson Figueroa said, you know, Mets fans aren't – you can't just say, like, what their OPS plus is because they'll just be like, yeah, well, this guy still sucks. Luke, they, Lucas Duda, eh, he, he's awful. 
Oh, right, Lucas right, right. Duda's actually pretty good. Nah, he sucks. <laughs> so I think it's a really tough question. I think both of them are pretty tough to deal with. Um, obviously, you know, Yankee fans are just annoying, especially the ones that – you know what it is? There's nothing wrong with Yankee fans. There's nothing wrong with a fan of any team as long as they're actually a fan and, and they don't just like the team because they're playing well. Yeah. So a bandwagon Yankee fan is the worst kind of fan there is. It just It's annoying to deal with. And when we're waiting online – we were waiting online – Lizzie, myself, Drew, a bunch of people were waiting online to get into Yankee Stadium. And two drunk asshole, like 18-year-old Yankee fans were like getting in our face. I'm like, dude, I don't fight anyway. Right. But I'm not gonna definitely not gonna fight some little kid that's yelling in my face, 27, 27. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like that's definitely way more annoying than just like some passionate Mets fan who's disappointed. I actually think the exact opposite. You'd rather some little kid yelling in your face. I've had some little kid yelling at me at Yankee Stadium because I was like, we were at a Yankees Rays game and uh my parents lived in Florida, so they sent me up like a Rays hat or whatever, and I was wearing a Rays hat, and he's like, bro, the Rays suck, bro. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. It was actually 2009, <laughs> so they had just gone to the World Series. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I would drop the kid like third period French, but like I said, I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't, don't fight either. So anyway, right. um, long story short, I, I don't – there's nothing worse than a Mets fan that just like won't take uh, rational thought into consideration. Be like – Okay, well, familiarity breeds contempt. Like, you aren't going to like the guys you see all the time as much as somebody is like an unknown quantity. And people want to trade for guys all the time that it's like, that guy sucks or that guy has a terrible contract too or whatever. And I can't stand fans who like don't in- even enjoy – I see fans all the time, anything less than a world championship is like a disappointment. No, I'm sorry. You know, it's funny I said something like the Mets can win the World Series, but oh, it, it took seven games though. It should have been a sweep. You it, know what I mean? Like, there will 100% be somebody yeah. – next time that they win the World Series, there will be somebody like that. It took that. too long, yeah. They should have done it in four. Okay. Yeah, and, and actually if you're watching this also and, and, and you want to chime in in the comments, we did a – we spliced up the whole set, uh, the whole episode, episode ten, and turned it into like a fifteen minute fast forward. Mm-hmm. And I think some fans like that because not everyone has a whole hour or so to commit to an interview and us talking and, and the whole episode. So if you liked that, let us know in the comments, and maybe I'll sit down after each episode and try to put together um, the fast forward version, whatever the hell you want to call it. So if, right. if you like that, let us know. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's tough. Like, so you would actually. What's your pick? What's worse? I, I'd say negative Mets fans. I'd say Yankee fans. Oh, and high negative Mets fans, Paul Tuttle. Love you, baby. <laughs> All right, moving along to our next one from a guy named Josh. Hey guys, this is Josh from South Carolina. So I've been dating this girl for about a year now, and she's super supportive of my Mets fandom. I'd even go as far as to say she's been converted. Uh, but how do you guys balance? Uh, your marriages, how did you balance dating relationships and being a Mets fan, which takes up so much of our time. Thanks, guys. I don't do it well. That's a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, now the seven line has been my job since 2009. So um, like I was saying before, I don't feel like I have a job, but it is a lot of work. So it, it, it definitely does put a lot of stress on the relationship as far as I don't have as much free time. So while it would be great to go to my daughter's swim class and gymnastics and all that stuff. I just can't. Yeah. So in, in that aspect with my wife, I mean, it's tough. Like you were saying before we went live, like our, our wives are superstars. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they, they have a lot of work on their plate, a lot of, a lot, a lot of daily tasks. You know what I mean? You go to work, I go to work every day and that's just, it is what it is. So um, I think it's tough to really uh, compare dating to being married. Mm. It's completely different. But back when I was dating, um, number one, you bring them to the game, bring them to a game immediately. Yeah. If they Save can't make it through a game, yeah. get rid of her. Yeah. That's it. 
Yeah. It's it's like cut and dry. Yeah, I agree. Because my wife is a Yankees fan. We've Especially if you're fans this. like us. Yeah. Fans like us that want to go to the game all the time. Like you, I, you have I, to. Like yeah. Kylie and Mike, it's great because they met because of baseball and they right. just go to a game. It's something to do. Yeah. They love. They both love doing it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's great. So if you meet a girl, like you said, you met a girl at Mulcahy's, you brought her to the game the next day, mm-hmm. and she, it didn't work out, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I went on a date with this girl. I mean, sorry to my wife for talking about dating, but I went on a date with this girl and I picked her up at her house. And she already had a – we weren't even talking about, like, tailgating or anything. She yeah. already had a 12-pack and solo cups and a plastic bag. Like, oh, we're going to the game. So, like, that's great. And yeah. she ended up sucking. But, like, yeah. it's the kind of thing where if you can't make it through a baseball game with a girl and you love baseball, mm-hmm. get rid of her. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know what? They're, my wife's a Yankees fan, and she still would come to Mets games with me. And she loves a night out at the ballpark, right? So she'll still come to Mets games with me and, like, hang out. She hasn't done the section yet. i got to get her there one time. Just to like, just to it's see. It's not the Subway Series. No, definitely not the Subway Series because she'll show in, in her Jeter jersey and it'll be bad news. But yeah, no, I mean, listen, like, you got to have some kind of, even if it's like, if it's the girl is just like not into baseball, then you have to, then she has to be okay if you go and do that. You know what I mean? Because if it's important enough to you, I mean, baseball, I always say this, besides my family, baseball is like, number one to me it just is like that's how my priorities lie you know my wife and my kids and my and my family you know my parents my grandparents and then like my in-laws and then baseball right so right. um and some girls are chiming in too yeah it, you know vice versa if you're a big oh, Mets same, fan, girl, yeah you same. know we're not just saying you have to be a guy no no no, no, no like if if you're a big mets fan and you know um i don't want to air out what she does at the games but we have a friend of ours who brings a lot of guys to games just to probably do the same thing test yeah. them out if they can't make it get rid of them yeah for sure i'm an i'm i work in a small office at my full-time job and i'm the only sports fan that's so, that's rough at, right like my boss isn't into sports the guy who uh works below me isn't like isn't under in, isn't into sports at all so i go in after like a big mets win and i'm just like yeah you know i, I have nobody to talk to about it it's crazy but yeah so same thing we're not just saying guys are into sports but um yeah i mean if if they can't hang though or if they at least don't let you kind of do your thing and, and appreciate that it's that it is a priority to you then you you kind of have to and if you're picking a girl up for a game and she's wearing heels just turn around and leave <laughs> ish no nah, come on you don't get dress t-shirt and shorts flip-flops you know it's summertime it's baseball drinking beers if you get dressed up to like i don't know go to a baseball game get rid of them. i've gone to a lot of games with some shitty girls that were wearing flats so you know <laughs> anyway uh we got a couple more here and then we're gonna get to our product news breaking news and our facebook q a to end it up and up the show here so we got one from a, a guy named hunter turn up these audio levels here here you go Hey, Brian and Darren, this is Hunter, diehard Mets fan. Recently started listening to your podcast. Sounds really, really good. I can't wait for more episodes coming this year. So there were a lot of Mets players injured last year, obviously. And out of all of those guys, who will have a breakout season? I realize that David Wright will miss opening day, but who knows about him? Maybe he can uh, uh, spark up something. Thanks, Hunter. Yeah, um, I think that's a tough one because I think his question was who out of the guys that were hurt is going to have the best bounce back season. So um, basically the pitchers, you know what I mean? So now yeah. we're looking at, you well, know, there were some position players hurt too, right? Walker. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Duda, who else. Walker, right. Duda, right. Darno yeah. was always hurt. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, Darno's had a great spring so far. I'm, I mean, I'm it's actually, only been like a week and a half. I'm but. betting big on Darno. Darno. 
And that's what or, uh, or, Figgy said last week, too. Or Dano, as Mike Francesa calls him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Travis Dano. He can't announce. Dino. He can't pronounce the guy's now, name. He's been uh, here for a few years. We got Dano, the uh, catcher. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, I, like when he goes, <laughs> I like when he goes. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about one day, like, recording a whole episode and then trying to record or time how much dead air there is during a mic show. It's all the time. He's go, he goes, it'll be like, uh, Mons. What, what is that? What? <laughs> we can't hear what's in your ear, bro. We can't. It only worked because Russo used to be like, I don't know that, Michael. I don't even know what's going on there. You know, it would it would be it would be it would work. Now he's just like, uh, what did he hit on in 2014? <laughs> he's just waiting for him to say something. Like, okay. Anyway, uh, so yes, yeah, so you're <laughs> Travis Darno. Yeah, I'm big. Hunter, I'm thanks very, for the question. I'm very um, high on Travis Darno. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice for Travis to have. A, you know, this is it. This is like a make or break year for Travis. And um, obviously, we had basically the whole arsenal of of pitchers hurt. So it would be nice to see a bounce back season from one of those guys. I'd like to see like all of them throw, you know, be twenty game winners. But we'll see. <laughs> Somebody's talking. Uh, Anthony Katz <laughs> talked about that. Have you ever heard Francesca talk about the snowblower? Yeah, snowblower. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do an American sportsman. Okay, we'll uh, we'll get like Kirk Gowdy. We'll get him out there. <laughs> I do figure eights. I used to be afraid of the thing. I, I think I when uh, I have a pretty long driveway, and the, the the episode like three or episode two, two episode two, you had to drive here in a snowstorm, and I'm not. I don't shovel until it's done snowing. I mean, Epis- why do it twice? So right. I have a pretty long driveway, and I don't own a snowblower. So <laughs> you should own. A yeah, no shit. The guy across the street. I don't know if he watches this, but did I ever tell you the story? No. We're to- you know what? We were going to do an hour show, and we're not. We're going to do a longer than an hour show today. <laughs> so listen to this guy across the street if you watch the show. I'm outside. I just moved to the block. I've, I've owned the house now for like a year and a couple months. I'm out there shoveling the whole driveway. You know how long it is. I don't know how long it is, like yeah. 40 feet, 50 feet, whatever the hell it is. I'm out there shoveling the driveway, and we have more than one car. So to get both cars out, you got to make it pretty wide. So I'm out there freaking breaking my back last year. It was like 14 inches of snow. The guy across the street, with the snowblower. I'm right. like, hey, dude. He comes over and he talks my ear off for I don't know how long. We're talking. We're talking. And then he's like, all right, cool. See you later. Walks or turns around. I don't expect the guy to break out a shovel and break his back. But a snowblower, a snowblower <laughs> is not hard to use. So no. you, would, you would think the guy would be like, oh, you know what? You just moved in. You haven't bought a snowblower yet. Let me help you out. Yeah. No. Dude, you got to get a snowblower. Yeah, so I'm not gonna go on and on like Francesca did about the snowblower, <laughs> but but yeah, that's that. I mean, that's I have a neighbor who has a gravel driveway, and he always goes out like at the exact same time that I'm snowblowing. So I think he expects. I think he's trying to like guilt me a little bit. Yeah, but he has a gravel driveway, so you can't. Well, you could you, set the height. No, man. No, you can't. But either way, I mean, you can. But so little, you know. Obviously, we didn't invite this guy over for beers afterwards. Well, you know I wouldn't I mean? have so, known. No. Yeah, I mean, not to shit on the neighbor across the street, but yeah, you and know. sorry to my neighbor who I'm just basically <laughs> saying like, fend for yourself. It's like five hundred something bucks. Go buy yourself snowblower. Right? And, uh, uh, next be, time be, it's be snowing rock, so. and you see me out there, you know, maybe try to help me out a little bit. You know, I mean, I'll buy a snowblower eventually, but you know, right now it's good exercise. But it um, is. It is. So yeah. we got we got another one here, which is. Um, Definitely our farthest listener. Let's turn this up. Hi, it's Rick Burke from Sydney, Australia. 
um, hung over on my birthday, uh, I might say, uh, watching Mets spring training from down under. Uh, Baseball is a pretty superstitious sport and just wondering if you blokes have any superstitions on or off the field. First of all, it is fucking awesome yeah. that we have somebody from Australia listening. That's so cool. And we wrote down. So Darren tweeted this from our Orange checking the stats account. Yeah. We have listeners from 27 countries. I'm not going to read them all, but I mean. Go ahead. Fire it up. <laughs> besides the USA, which obviously counts as one, uh, the United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, Australia, Japan, Ireland, Sweden, Israel, France, Spain, Bahrain, Denmark, the Virgin Islands, Venezuela, Aruba, the Netherlands, South Africa, Costa Rica, Cuba, Portugal, Singapore, French Polynesia, Mexico, Puerto Rico, New Zealand, and Azerbaijan. There you go. Good job, dude. And those are in order by popularity. So obviously USA was first. So I think that maybe um, yeah, so Israel. What are, what are is, we doing wrong in Azerbaijan? I don't know, but Israel's probably Ty Kelly. Shout out Ty Kelly. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, Ike Davis. Yeah. So that's awesome. Number one, it's awesome that he sent us the question. And uh, number two, it's awesome they have 27 countries listening to us, which is insane. Um, obviously, Mets fans are global. We're not allowed to ship overseas, unfortunately. Our MLB license is only for the United States. We have to answer this email every single day. Um, it's just not something we're allowed to do yet. We've had the license for three years. We haven't figured it out yet with the league, but hopefully, eventually, we can do that. Um, but do you have superstitions? I don't really have super. I had a superstition uh, during the 2006 playoffs. Okay. My buddy and I were going to the games, and we went to game one against the, the Dodgers. And him and I polished off a bottle of Captain before the game. Not the, like the huge one, uh, you know, decent size, the middle one. And then we figured, hey, this is good luck. We're just going to drink a bottle of Captain every, every day. So we, we, we did that. But, um, no, I don't have any superstitions. I, you know, whatever. I, just... I have a lot. I have a lot. I'm a very superstitious guy. So in Besides 20... one. Maybe one. Yeah. I don't. What? I, you know, now that we have our, our jerseys mm-hmm. for the, the home outings, I didn't like when anyone wore the T-shirt to the game before the game. Okay. So, like, the outing T-shirts, back when we used to do specific outing shirts for the home games, uh, not to throw Finley under the bus, but Finley wore one of the outing shirts to a game, like, three days before the game, and then we lost the game. And I was like, Finley, see, man, you, you ruined it. All right. I have so, yeah, a lot. I have – so, in 2015, non-superstition was my superstition. So not believing in superstitions was my superstition. Oh, my superstition. God. Yeah. So in 2000 uh, and 1999, it was all about positioning on the couch. Like I had to get in one position for offensive innings and the other for defensive innings. Uh, on the field, I'm super, super – I'm very superstitious. I get like – I don't – Remember this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No the, more? The no more thing. What <laughs> I, I jump over the lines. Like that's you, – you don't touch the lines. Like um, – and, you know, I have my little quirks, my idiosyncrasies. I, I hit both sides of the plate before I go to get up. And there there are just little things. Um, just the path I take to when I was playing right field, the path I took. So, I don't know, whatever. It's, yes. Jump on the lines? You start, jump over the lines? I do jump over the lines. I jump over the Ali lines. Ali Perez used to jump like eight feet over Turk, that freaking Turk thing. Wendell, too, yeah. Same yeah, with thing. his shark teeth or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rick Reed was very superstitious, too, apparently. And Turk Wendell, too, was obviously superstitious. But I think I want to say Rick Reed didn't look at the third baseman when he was getting the ball back from him after they threw it around the horn. Like, turn his neck? Yeah, he would, like, wouldn't look at him and try – like, that was a big thing. <laughs> I remember that, so whatever. But, yeah, I, we got a lot of superstitions going on in the Ernie household. I don't. I mean, just don't do the wave. 
Yeah. That's superstition. No way. No way. Did I ever tell you this really quickly? One of the outings, somebody came up to me, and it was like an outing where I wasn't driving, so I was like nice and good <laughs> to go. And they come up to me right at the end of the tailgate. I know when you're not driving, too, because when you go up for a beer, like, you sure you don't want anything? And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I don't usually drink during the games. Yeah. Um, you know, I usually drive back to Suffolk County, you know, I, whatever. I just, I don't like to leave the section to pee. Right. So like I pee before the game and then I usually have like one or two beers during the game. I don't yeah. really like to leave, but anyway, go ahead. I, well, I always know there, I have a couple of buddies that sit right around us that like I consider actual really good friends. I always check if they want something. Right, like, right, right. You, know, no, yeah, you always ask me, which is very nice of you, but like no. I usually, I, I don't think I've ever said yes. Once. Once, Once really? Year. Once. Must have been a good day. Yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so it was um, – what the hell were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was right at the end of the tailgate, and I was taking my cooler back to the truck and about to go in, and people were like, can I ask you a question? Sure. Why don't you guys do the wave? It's like so much fun. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm not even <laughs> taking this one on because uh, you don't want to hear my opinion. So. My only thing is I don't think it's not fun. I just Distracts do it, from the game, right? Do it between innings if yeah. you want to do it. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing the wave and your sole um, attention uh-huh. is to watch the wave go around the stadium, you're not watching the game, and nine time, 99 out of 100 times, something bad happens during the wave. So that's why I don't like Can it. Can I just chime in this? Anthony Cass is killing the comments. In 2006, my good luck jersey was a Jason Richardson Warriors jersey my friend left in my, hell, my house. No clue why I wore it once, but they won, so I kept wearing it. I love that he's wearing a Jason Richardson uh, Golden State Warriors jersey back before the Golden State Warriors were even close to en vogue. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, we're gonna move, like if, you, if you're watching, you can see I'm wearing the 126th Street 126th Street sweatshirt, the pullover in gray. Um, I teased these out like well over a month ago, and it, yeah. they're just an incredible amount of work. It took us forever to do them because we have four different styles of this sweatshirt. So there's a gray version that's a pullover, a gray version that's a zip up, and then the same for black, black zip up, black pullover. So it's a lot of work. And then we all, we're, we're also working on the Stay True sweatshirts at the same time. So um, they're finished, and we are going to release them this coming Monday, the 13th. Um, I took some product shots today. This was actually done like as you were showing up. Like I heard you like the doorbell ring or you knocked on the door and Kelly yelled like, come in. And I was like finishing this aspect of the show. Yeah. Um, so the, the zip ups and the, uh, the pullovers and the stay true, um, they're all going to go up this Monday, the 13th at noon. They're a little bit more expensive than our regular sweatshirts for obvious reasons. There's a lot of work goes into these. There are patches across the chest, woven labels on the pockets, uh, patches on the sleeves and, and all that good stuff. So they are a little bit more expensive. The pullovers are 76 and the zip ups are 82. If you think that's too expensive, then I don't know what to tell you, but it took us as long as it has to actually make them because of how much work that goes into them. Yeah. I was going to say, and uh, they're made uh, in, in New York, you know what in, I mean? That's in New thing. York, they're, they're made here. And Darren's told me about the assembly process and it's, it's painstaking. So, uh, this is not something that you, first of all, um, I know some people are going to inevitably give you. Well, our back. sweatshirts are between fifty-five and sixty bucks. The reason being is we pay a royalty to Major League yeah, Baseball, yeah. so it's not like we're just pocketing this money and saying, "Oh, thanks a lot for buying our, our, our sweatshirts." But you know what it is like. If you've shopped with us, you know how much pride we take in the quality. We're not. We're not. Um, someone's calling me. I don't even want to tell you where they're calling me from. <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really nice quality sweatshirt, and a lot goes into it. And oh, Gabrielle wants to know, uh, or somebody wants to know. Small um, through 4X. And uh, how thick are they? Like, 
like as far as shit. Ounce. I don't even. I should know the ounce, but it's eighty uh, twenty cotton poly, okay. super soft, uh, great fit. A lot of people actually bought our state true sweatshirts back in the day, and that's before we had the license, so there was no Mets marks on it. So mm. now we changed the font. It used to be like a block letter across the chest, state yep. true. No, it used to be a like stylized like Western style. I wore like, it a couple font. episodes ago. You did. Yeah. Now it's a block letter uh, font across the chest and a New York patch on the sleeve. Mm-hmm. And on the pocket, a really cool touch that I like. I mean, I like the little details. It has the seven-line logo on the outside. And when you look on the inside, it says 126th in Roosevelt, which is the corner of where the ballpark is in, mm-hmm. in Flushing. So, um, yeah. I mean, a couple more bucks than a regular sweatshirt, but, you know, it is what it is. A couple more bucks than your regular sweatshirt. Right. Quality costs Any, money. Anything you, know you buy from Majestic or whatever like that, they're going to hit you for just as much. So. Right. So Monday, set an alarm. Noon, we have five different sweatshirts coming out, and there's no telling how quickly they're going to sell out. And that's not even like a marketing ploy. It's just the truth. Yeah. I like to preface that because sometimes when things sell out super quick, we get like the hate emails like, why didn't you let us know you only had X amount? Like we have 1,500 sweatshirts. Yeah. Uh, to be completely honest, we have 1,500 sweatshirts going up on Monday. They might sell out in a minute. They might sell out in a month. I have no idea. Right. So if you want one, set an alarm. Four different styles, small through 4X, a couple more bucks for the 2X, 3X, 4X for obvious reasons, more material, more money. Someone actually said, then why isn't the small less, uh, small cheaper? I don't know, man. Like the, it is what it works. is. It's not how it works. Small through XL is the same price. 2X, 3X, 4X is a couple extra bucks. Awesome. So, look, they look amazing. I, I mean, and the, and the comments uh, seem to uh, echo that. They sentiment. seem to understand that quality costs money. So I think so. I think so. It is what it is. Uh, and uh, just to uh, remind you guys, at 8 p.m., which is uh, like 55 minutes from now, the Seattle game goes up. I have no idea if it's going to sell out quickly. Again, same thing. If we don't, if we don't it's tell gonna, you, it's going to sell out quickly. I don't know because you know what it is. The St. Louis game, we sold over 900 so far. We have a thousand. Our, our new thing is when we call these ballparks, we we reserve a thousand tickets just in case. We mm-hmm. never know if they're going to sell it right away. We don't know if it's going to take a month or whatever. But. Um, Cool thing about Seattle, uh, St. Louis, if we sell out, we get to throw out the first pitch or one of the first pitches. I guess they do like an honorary, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. Um, Seattle, it's 63 bucks. It goes up at 8 p.m. tonight. I have no idea. The, the, the iTunes uh, episode and SoundCloud go, goes up, you know, maybe tonight, but who knows? Maybe by then it'll be sold out. I have mm-hmm. no idea. If you're listening to this afterwards, go to the sevenlinearmy.com or t7la.com. It goes to the same exact place. It shows our host schedule of where we're going this year when our games go on sale, how much they are. And if anything that we haven't sold yet might have a TBA next to it, just just pay attention and join our mailing list, and we'll let you know when it, when it's going to be available. But um, I'm excited about it. I've never been to Seattle. My cousin lives there. It's just the whole other side of the country, and I think it's going to be a really great time. Cool. Uh, quick question on the sweatshirts we had in the comment section. Those are going to some of those going to be available at City Field, right? At the they will be. They will be available at City Field as well. Not all four styles. I got to check the purchase order from them, but um, they picked two different styles. I think they got the black pullovers and maybe the gray zip ups. They're not going to have all of them. Cool. You know, obviously in the kiosk we have limited space. And um, and they're a little bit more expensive at City. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's the same reason why a beer is four dollars in McFadden's and twelve in the stadium. Yep. And obviously, they got to keep the lights on. So, uh, it's a little bit more expensive to buy in the ballpark. I'm not trying to convince you guys to buy from us. That's the worst thing to do as a, as a business owner. But obviously, you go to the stadium. It costs a little bit more money. It is what it is. So, if you think about the difference in price, actually, if you if you want to, you know, go dollar to dollar, buying a T-shirt online or buying a T-shirt at the stadium, the stadium you're not paying for the the shipping, mm-hmm. but it's the same price. You know what I mean? When you factor it all in. So, you know, whatever. Go to our site if you want to. If you don't want to wait till opening day, otherwise go to the stadium. So um, anything else we got to talk about here before we get to the breaking news? Now let's get to the breaking news because it's a big one. Because tomorrow, 
SNY is going to have quite a handful on its hands. We got a tweet up here on the screen from Anthony Tacomo from MLB.com. Tim Tebow will start Wednesday's game against the Red Sox as a designated hitter. The Mets are split squad tomorrow, so they do have one squad at the Astros. But they will be hosting the Red Sox, and Tim Tebow will be in the starting lineup as the DH. And on the mound, oh, just some guy named Noah Syndergaard. So something tells me that some people might watch this game. Uh, I think uh, they might do okay on the ratings. Unfortunately, I'm going to show up tomorrow at around like 11.45, so I won't get to Port St. Lucie in time for the game. So I have tickets for Thursday and Friday. And I'm sorry to Kelly, who's watching upstairs. This is my third beer, and i got a pack still. I um, I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. uh, Anyway, yeah, I mean – it is what it is. A lot of people are – we talked about this last episode, and, and people are saying this is a, a total marketing ploy, and they're trying to boost ratings and sell more tickets and whatever. And, you know, that's it, it's a business. You know what I mean? People love Tebow. People want to see it. Some people hate him. Some people love him. It's kind of like that. You ever see uh, Private Parts, the Howard Stern yep. movie? And he said that um, – I can't believe these ratings. People that love you watch for, you know, listen for 30 minutes. People that hate you listen for two hours. Yeah, so it's a, kind of the same thing. People are going to watch the game and good for Tebow to try to, you know, make something happen. And, you know, it's not his, he said something recently. It's not his dream to be the best baseball player in the world. He has bigger aspirations and goals for himself, but this is something that he's trying to accomplish and more power to him. And hopefully he does well. I think he's going to hit a home run tomorrow. I don't know about you. Yeah, why not? Uh, listen, if he takes Rick Porcello deep, he ha- will have earned it. So uh, good luck to Tim. I um, I have nothing but love for the guy. I don't see any reason why um, he can't make the most of this. And I don't think he'll be probably be on a major league roster, but prove me wrong. Whatever. Me we'll wrong, be there Friday. And I, I already said on Twitter, yesterday, I'm going to, I'm going to catch a home run during spring uh, during batting practice on Friday of Tebow. But we got a couple of responses here. So Anthony Ducomo, that's who the, this, we screenshot his tweet here to, to talk about the breaking news. But this girl, Stephanie Romano, replied, if he hits a home run, I'm going to start going to church. Why not? Uh, yeah, sure. Go go and get some prayer in right there. And then we got another sure. one here from um, a guy named Mike Harris. He says, Tebow is going to take Purcell. Tebow's going to make Purcell give up fastballs for Lent when he takes him to 420 to center. So Always uh, a good Lent joke. That's, that's yeah. solid. Yeah, good good lunch joke. Yeah. You know, there you go. But, uh, yeah, so that's the breaking news of the week. Tebow's actually going to play. We knew it was going to happen. I mean, they they, they didn't sign Twice him just, just to give him a shot. They obviously were going to sell jerseys. They were going to put him in games. And like I noted, you know, hinted to a couple weeks ago, I, I, I think that he might even be playing in Brooklyn by the time we get there. Might be. So our Brooklyn outing might be a Tebow night. Might be. Might, uh, I think they're going to sell tickets. Like crazy. Yeah, are you kidding for me? For Wednesday and Friday. Well, good thing I already have tickets. I bought tickets for Thursday, Friday. We have our outing on Saturday. And shout out to the people that are coming to the outing on Friday night at Duffy's, 6 to 9 p.m. Don't forget your wristbands. I have no extra wristbands. If you paid for a wristband and you're part of our bowling night, make sure you bring it. Make sure you pack it. Make sure you're wearing it. I won't have any extra. And I know that people are going to have the sad stories on Friday when they get to Duffy's. Oh, I forgot it at home. I'm sorry. You'll be out of luck. So make sure you bring your wristbands. And on Saturday, I just burped again. And on Saturday, our outing, a thousand strong on the berm, thanks to the St. Lucie Mets, they actually hooked us up with an hour of early access to the ballpark. They said it's 1015. 10-15. 10-15. Show up at the ballpark wearing your other wristband. It's an orange wristband that says the Seven Line Army outing. That's your only way to get access to the ballpark an hour early. Make sure you're wearing it again. There's going to be a lot of sad stories. I'm sorry. If you're not wearing it, you can't get in. 
Um, if you are going to these two outings, just take, re- just remember it. Take, remember your take tickets. the two wristbands. Wear it now. Put it on now. Put them in your suitcase. Just wear it now. Or, yeah, or wear it. Put it, it on now. right now. It's a Tyvek wristband. It's not going to fall it. off. Have it. Put it on right now because there's going to be the sad story, and I'm not going to be able to help you out. So I'm sorry about that. But um, we are going to end the show in just yep. a couple minutes here. But we're going to do some Facebook comments and thanks again for watching the show. I mean, we can't thank you guys enough. The only reason that. It's gotten to the level it has in 11 short weeks is because of you guys watching each week. And thank you for joining us on the Tuesday instead of the Thursday. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll try to do something on Thursday night and see if I could Skype you in or something. I don't know how strong the, the laptop is. But yeah, we'll we're not going to do a show on Thursday. But, you know, some people probably missed the announcement that we're going to do a Tuesday. So they're going to be a little confused. But um, the show is about us being fans and you being fans and us sitting here and, and hanging out and talking about the team. So the more voicemails we get and the more viewers we get and the more whatever we get that contributes to the show, we can't thank you guys enough. So thank you so much. Um, um, any questions here? And yeah. We'll talk. M. Emerson Dodge Marone. Basically, he's coming to Houston. His friend's a big Astros fan. He wants to know, will the section welcome an Astros fan for the outing? I mean, we have no control over who sits with us. We're not, we're not going to throw beers at them. But is it, is it a welcoming them. environment? I would say that, yes, it's a welcoming environment. As long as the guy is not a, a jerk about it, no one's going to get up in his face or anything like that. Adam Myers wants to know, shout out to Adam. We met him a couple times, and then he came to the Cooperstown trip with us. Really nice kid. Um, he's saying live audience, maybe maybe in the future, do a show live Next somewhere. Year. We actually got an interesting text a couple months ago, or in a couple weeks ago, actually, about a live show that we can't really talk about yet. Yeah. But yeah, it might be in the works. Um, Nick Jones, who probably doesn't need to know how much the ball, open bar is going to be, because I saw a photo of him after opening day at Duffy's. But it's, um, I don't want to say a number, but it's going to be a good number. What we did was we, we had to pay up front for 400 wristbands for the Friday night mixer that we got going up. Uh, coming up and we weren't exactly sure if they were all going to sell out. So they only charged us 10 and we charged 15 to cover our credit card fees and our website fees and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff and, you know, shipping and all that. So whatever's left on top of that, I haven't run the numbers yet. We'll go towards an open bar on Friday. Don't go up and order like 30 beers, go up, have a cut, you know, order for yourself and then leave some for the rest of the 400 people. But um, I don't know exactly yet. But it's, it's, a, it's a really decent, decent number. And it, there's enough in there for at least 400 drinks. At least everyone's going to get something. Uh, Nick's getting a lot of heat in the comment section here. Good. Uh, Did you see the photo of him? John says, keep your shirt on, Nick. And, and Big Dave says, Nick has the tolerance of a 15-year-old girl. I would love to dispute <laughs> that. But, Nick, I love you, buddy. But you got to keep your shirt on, brother. Uh, we had one question. Uh, forgive me. I didn't see who asked it. Um, if Thoughts on Michael Conforto possibly playing first base? I'm with it, man. Anything that gets him in the lineup, I mean, you know, spring training numbers, you can you can sometimes take them with a grain of salt or, or sometimes it's a great indication of what's to come. But um, I'm super high in Conforto. We actually designed a T-shirt for him last year. We never released it, so it's already ready to go. If if uh, fans want it, we'll hit put, him, it, put hit, it out. Hit him high, high. Hit him no, 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 no. Not that one. But um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm just super, super, super excited about the season. Anyone wearing orange and blue, I got their back. And, you know, like we were talking about a couple episodes ago, you know, I think it was Jay Bruce. And the only reason I was down on him was because he didn't want to be here. But yeah. if you're down to play and you want to put the work in and uh, you're raking, you got you to gotta make the lineup. You Jessica know? Townley uh, asks, uh, speaking of Jay Bruce, that she has a fairly significant bet with a large amount of alcohol riding on Jay Bruce being a Met on opening day. She said no. Is she totally screwed? 
wait, like this open? Of course he's going to be on the team. It certainly seems that way. So, Jessica, it certainly <laughs> seems like you're totally screwed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it certainly seems that way. Uh, although, um, if Duda's healthy, which Duda's hitting the crap out of the ball, and so's Conforto, and Bruce really isn't. I mean, I know that obviously they owe him. Did you hear Ronnie million on that broadcast the other day? Yeah. He said, "I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this at all. If it comes down to it, he sits Bruce and plays Conforto. I think you have to. Yeah. I mean, because you know Michael Conforto is going to be here for years to come. You obviously this is this is the only year of Jay Bruce you're going to get. So, um, uh, yeah. I mean, if it comes to that, then you have to do that, and you have to look to the long term health of the organization." So uh, a couple questions here. Uh, Graziano uh, wants to know about the party at Mulcahy's. We haven't pumped that up at all. But the yeah. tickets went up yesterday. The Sports Illustrated documentary, Loyal to the Last Out. We're super excited for it. It's on Saturday the 18th, so a week from this coming Saturday at Mulcahy's. It's only 40 bucks. It includes a three-hour open bar and a buffet dinner. And um, if you don't drink, I'm sorry. that It is what it is. That's the price. It, you can just get soft drinks. You still get the free dinner, and you get to watch the watch the film. It is 21 and over. It's just easier for them to try to organize the whole night that way. And the tickets aren't sold out yet. I don't know how exactly how many they sold, but they hold up to 850. So if you wanted to go up, go and purchase those tickets, you can go to our website, thesubline.com. There's a on the top of the site. There's a banner that scrolls that says the premiere party. Click that. All the details are there. And it tells you what the sh- what what the whole party's about and a link to buy the tickets. So I want to hit on one thing about the party. Uh, we've been saying on Long Island, on Long Island, you know, but I don't think some people who are city people or maybe Connecticut people or whatever don't. How convenient, Under, yeah. Yeah, don't understand how convenient Wontaw is. Wontaw is in, in basically in western Nassau. Their front door is the train station. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it has easy access from the LIRR. And also on top of that, um, you basically Wontaw, you're talking about like where the Nassau Coliseum is. So if you are coming from the city or Queens or whatever, this is not a hike. We, we're not asking you to come out to Suffolk County. Um, if that changes a lot of your plans um, – you know, but it, it's certainly not a, a big high got to like Montauk or something like right, that. Right, right. This is only, you know, probably. I just think it's like a once in a lifetime thing for the crew. I mean, obviously, yeah. if you if you don't have deep ties to the to the section and you haven't been sitting with us for very long, maybe you don't feel as strongly about this thing. But mm-hmm. for myself and you and a lot of the people who have been down since the start, this is really big. Yeah, you know? for sure. Sports Illustrated doesn't doesn't just make documentaries about groups of baseball fans very often so i'm really excited about it and and i think that it's going to be really exciting to watch it together you know what i mean i initially i talked about this last week i wanted to initially see it Mm. not that i wanted like final say of what goes in i mean i'm not going to tell him to take anything out especially uh josh said he might have me topless in cooperstown but um besides that i don't really care what's in there but um the the cool part about it is we're going to watch it together as we do the baseball games. You know what I mean? If you want to come, it's it's not sold out, so come on out. And, um, you know, we're not seeing a dime out of this. So it's not like the, we're, we're trying to push the party because it's going to put money in our pockets. We have nothing to do with the 40 bucks that you pay to get in is going towards the drinks and the food, and we're just trying to have a good time. So it would be really nice to see some familiar faces out there. And if you haven't bought tickets yet, go pick them up. So before we wrap up, 8 p.m., Seattle. Seattle tickets tonight. If you're listening afterwards, hopefully there's some tickets left or maybe hopefully not. I don't know. But uh, go to the sevenlinearmy.com. All the details are there. There's a, there's a link 
to purchase the tickets tonight at 8 o'clock. $63. $63, bucks, 1,000 tickets. Hopefully uh, the, the King's Court is there that day. It would be awesome to have us and them in the that ballpark at the exact amazing. same time. Can that, you imagine if it was if it was King Felix versus Noah? No, I can't imagine that because that would be the most epic outing ever. That would be ever. amazing. It would be amazing. So let's wrap up. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's it for episode 11 uh, of Orange and Blue Thing. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on this special Tuesday night. Please do, again, like and share the show. Rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever the case may be. We appreciate you tuning in on this very special night. If you're going out to Port St. Lucie with the 7 Line, I'm jealous. Darren will see you down there. I will see you guys at Mulcahy's in just over two weeks, in just under two weeks' time. And uh, and that's all we got to say for Darren Meenan, who's still going to say something after I say this. <laughs> I'm Brian Ernie. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We appreciate it. Let's just drink these beers. I'm not going to even say anything. Bye.